0: Hello and welcome once again to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke. And with me as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. That's me. And of course, now we have a special treat for you guys once again making another appearance on the show, our resident NBA slash college basketball insider, Kyle Budznowski. Kyle, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you? I am feeling it. I'm living the dream. Guys, we have so much to go over. We have so many major topics that have happened in the sports world the past couple weeks. I, I don't even even know where to start we're not going to be able to hit it all today but we're going to hit it some of the stuff next week so yes we're hitting the combine next week the lebron james comments we're hitting it next week but this week we're, we've got so many things to go over michigan versus michigan state and that debacle of a game that it was for michigan we've got the merc zone draft corner like we do every single week up until the draft we're talking the red wings trade deadline stuff we're talking bryce harper finally signs it's like we talked about it enough and we made it happen mike i feel personally responsible for bryce harper signing that one i think <laughs> I think he owes me a cut. I'm not gonna lie, guys. Like, just a little bit. He made 330 million dollars. I should get a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's
1: only 17,000 at bat, for right? Bat exactly. Pounds. That's fine, right? Yeah.
0: Exactly. And of course, to, to top it all off, a feel good story of probably the month, if not the year. Roman Reigns finally, his cancer is in remission. He is back in the WWE. We have so many great things to talk about. Let's jump right into it. Michigan, Michigan State, Michigan State getting the victory in Ann Arbor. to Michigan kind of made a late run there at the very Mm -hmm. end, Jordan Poole hitting a couple threes, Um, but State gets the W. Now, that was last Sunday, right, but after we recorded our show, we didn't have time to hit it, but we're hitting it this week. First thing that comes out, that shoots out of my mind is Michigan shot terribly, they did not shoot well. And I was really—I mean, Mike. Unfortunately, we had to watch the replay of it after we already knew what was going to happen because the power was out here. But yeah. just tell me, just straight yes. off the bat, well, how, how did you feel? Was this a mar- Was this a statement game for Michigan State, or like they just lost to Indiana, or it was Indiana yesterday, and yeah. it, it completely ruined their momentum in my opinion? But what, was this was this a
1: must-win type of situation for Michigan State? Um, I would never say. Here's the thing: I'm not a big regular season fan, mm-hmm. for, especially for college basketball okay. reasons. Because of the tournaments that they have, and then if you if you're high enough already, you already get into the big 64 band tournament. Right. So at that point, you're really playing for seeding here. Mm-hmm. And even after this game, actually, right now they're actually Spartans are third in the Big Ten. In the Big Ten, they're okay. under Michigan right now because they, they lost they? Oh, to Indiana. Lost... <laughs> so that's funny. If we're gonna talk about that. Then. So and this game to me didn't mean I think the big game now is next Saturday when Michigan Michigan State play a second time right because that one could really cost Michigan to get the 1-2 seed mm-hmm. which really makes their road a lot easier it makes it way more tougher right. as a Michigan fan right but this game I mean to me watching it state just outplayed them. Yep. Michigan couldn't shoot. How many games are you going to see Michigan shoot like 0 for fifteen from three point range? Right,
0: Cassius Winston had himself a day too. Yeah, so. he played
1: all. He played all forty minutes. Right. How many games can he play all forty minutes and be like Cassius Winston? Exactly. So and with all those, yeah, and I know Beeline
0: came in after the after the game was like they played a style of defense we would never seen them play mm-hmm. all season. So Michigan State was clearly had this game kind of circled and marked down as yeah. this we're going to come up and show up and and to their credit they did right and it's one of those situations to where Tom Izzo came in and I, the funny thing about this is that you know a, a lot of people will say that Michigan and Michigan State you know that that Michigan will never truly rival Michigan State as far as basketball success but all of a sudden now was like oh Izzo can coach again Izzo never lost the ability to no. coach right just because they beat Michigan okay heck of a win absolutely but Tom Izzo is still a great basketball coach. Kyle, did, what does this, this, in your opinion, say about Michigan State, their chances in the tournament? I mean, where, where do you see them? The state of the Michigan State basketball team right now, it's a huge win for them, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, does, that, does this push them into your mind as a team to beat going into the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament? Or because of their up and down kind of way they've been for the past month and a half or so, does this really do anything for
2: you? I think it was a good statement when, you know, mm-hmm. they they're going into Michigan. It's a it's a it's a, it's a great atmosphere mm-hmm. and they just went in, and played great defense. Absolutely. Really shocking. And w- but thinking about big picture, you're going to be going to the Big 10 tournament and uh, the big tournament. Mm-hmm. And I just don't I just I know they're going to get Ward back, but I just don't I just can't see how they can make a big run if you have you have Langford mm-hmm. who's hurt for the rest of the season and it, I just can't expect uh, Wow, Cassius Winston to just play 40 minutes every game. If right, to that's, that's a big thing day. too, absolutely. It's, it's, he's a great player. He's really put 27 points up on Michigan, but I just can't see how they can go in mm-hmm game after game and, and win one without their star players I just I can't see. I,
0: I, I you know what that's not that's not a bad take uh, now Michigan obviously it's a rivalry game you know they started out so hot at the beginning of the year we talked about it at nauseam of how this team was playing fantastic defense and Beeline even made it a point to say especially in that second half that their defense was terrible right mm-hmm. and a lot of open layups a lot of dunks open threes that they just for whatever reason the switching wasn't happening mm-hmm. are we worried at all about Michigan going into term- tournament play, both Big Ten and NCAA, because you can't shoot like that, right? Clearly. Say that, say that, you know, the regression back to the mean is they're not going to shoot that bad anymore, right? But defensively, we all know defensively that it's about effort Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So are we concerned at all about their defensive effort and kind of falling into love with the three, thinking that we'll be able to shoot our way out of it? Because Michigan can't play like that long
1: term. No, they can't, but... It also, because when you look at the next game after, since we're recording this week yeah. later, you get more of a time to like yeah, to see, see, what see they how get they after, respond. Absolutely, and respond right after with like a forty point beat down yeah. on Nebraska. I think it was whoever yep. they played after, mm-hmm. and then you look at that and you're like, well, maybe they are ready for tournament play. Right. They've never really lost a game where they were just totally outplayed. I don't think. I think this is the mm-hmm. first one where I think Michigan State actually outplayed well, them. And, and Michigan and Michigan
0: blew a big lead in yeah, this game at did. one point too. So mm-hmm. I mean, we have to we have to. Take everything into mm-hmm. account when talking about this. Yeah, Absolutely.
1: it's not. It's not like Michigan State just like roll past them. Like right. Michigan was twenty point. When, win, it was like right. ten minutes left in the second where Michigan State got like their first lead of the game. Mm-hmm. They just never gave it back. Mm-hmm. So like, it's like I think, a seventeen to two run. Or something exactly. Yeah. Like so yeah. like stuff like that. Where I think when you're in tournament play and neutral site fields and stuff, where even though they were at home, so you have that home court, uh, home court uh, crowd and the home field. Yeah. When you're in that neutral site, Michigan's four zero. Right, and Michigan State's two and two. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. just something about being neutral. Right. But there's not and Defense travels, right? Yeah, defense, defense travels, travels. Offense right. doesn't. So I think if they start relying more on their defense, I think that's where they're getting away. Mm-hmm. Is they stop like they're not they're not locking down on defense. They're just like yep. hey, let's just shoot threes Absolutely. and see if that can work. Absolutely. And it's not been working, so you need to lock down on that three point shot. Right,
0: Kyle. But. Same question, right? Are we are you concerned at all about Michigan going into tournament play? Because a, a point can be said that the past two months or so, month and a half. They did not look the same as they did the first 15, 20 games of this season. It has not been the same team. You average every team is averaging about 60 points against you. You let up 77 against Michigan State. Obviously, you bounced back big time earlier this week and put a beat down on. I think it was Nebraska. Mm-hmm. So, does that kind of calm the nerve? And it was just Michigan State coming in with full emotion, full power. We got to win this game to send a, send a message, to everybody. Or is it's it's Michigan really in trouble here in the stretch?
2: I think not just as a team perspective, from but from a player to player perspective, their star players, uh, Matthews, mm-hmm. Pool, they're wildly inconsistent shooting. Like yes. Matthews, one for eight against State. Pool, he did hit those those late threes, but right. I just for the I, majority of the game, for the majority of the game, you have wildly inconsistent. Even dagas when he would score, he'd score twenty three one game, but then score zero against Wisconsin. Right, and I just can't see like. I know they're they're great. They can they can be great. They can play like a great team. I know mm-hmm. they have great defense. Defense wins you games, but offense gets you there. Right. And if you don't if you don't have that if you have you're shooting zero for twenty three for three like you've done before. Absolutely. I just I don't know how they do it, but but maybe they, they do what like, unlike Michigan football mm-hmm. they, they win big games. Absolutely. And absolutely. And I've experienced a lot of that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. No,
0: you're you're totally right, and that you make a great great point about that. Right. The inconsistencies on offense. Are something to definitely keep an eye on, especially going into this tournament. I want to ask you one thing. We both think uh, two questions. Okay, number one, who makes a bigger run? Just give me straight. Michigan, Michigan State. Kyle, I'll start with you. Michigan, Michigan State. Who makes a deeper run in the NCAA tournament? Michigan because
1: they're more
0: depth. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Mich- I say Michigan
1: because of depth. Depth. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. I think we're all kind of in agreement there. Okay. My second question, though. Right. There's a Big Ten, and this isn't. This isn't even on our show cheese. I'm gonna throw a little curveball at you. There's a Big Ten regular season title, and then there's a Big Ten tournament championship. Right. Mm-hmm. Michigan State, past couple of years, has actually won the Big Ten. Regular season championship, but Michigan's yes. won the tournament. Right? Mm-hmm. What's more important, the tournament or the regular season title? Because the argument can be made we won the regular season championship because we were more consistent in Big Ten play yeah. throughout a whole season where you went on a hot streak. But the the other way is you win the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. Well, I went through everybody in yeah. one in one weekend. I did it. I beat the best of the best, and, and it was done. We're the best.
1: Well, I think it. I think it kind of depends actually because I think those it's a double sided coin almost because mm-hmm. you can say it's. Um, consistent, like you're 23-3, and you only lost three games through 26 games or whatever. But at the end of the day, you could be Michigan, you could be a 14 seed in the Big Ten. You could be Michigan, and you win that tournament, you're guaranteed a spot in. So with the importance of the tournament and what it can bring to you, Mm -hmm. I think winning the tournament the last three years, having to win four or five straight depending on where you seed, plus then you get the guaranteed tournament bid since you won it the last three years, I think that's bigger, like, long-term, like, mm-hmm. to help you in the tournament and get you farther in. For the ultimate goal, For the right. ultimate goal is winning the championship. The regular season one, like, congrats that you won the regular season one, but if you lose first round, then Doesn't your seed drops and nothing really happens then. Okay. Yeah. So it's the
0: same question, right? What do you think? Is this a Big Ten tournament? Is it? Are you looking more big picture or are you just looking like, okay, I'm hanging a banner for regular season championship? Because Michigan, that's the one thing that they haven't really done. You know what I mean? They've got several tournament wins now back-to-back. But the regular season thing—it's not always been their forte, but they always make that deep run. Do you care at all that they don't get that that accolade? Did you
2: kind of check that box? I mean, yeah, it's nice, but in the end, I really don't care. Especially with the Big Ten, they have that. Like there's a bunch of teams that are going to be in the tournament. That's a really great conference, right? Right. And so Michigan—they've lost to State, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Those are those are good teams. Right. So, I mean, those, but. I at least I I think winning big games is more important. Dead deep, like in the Big Ten tournament, you get that Big Ten tournament, you're just gonna look better in the and the actual tournament. Yeah, and so I think okay, congrats, Michigan State or Purdue, they win a. Big Ten, uh, the Big Ten whatever title. but <laughs> the whatever title, yeah, right? whatever title. I love that. The, score, the winning title. Right. I don't know. You know,
0: it's just one of those things that some people bring up. It's people, you know, they like to think about it as, you know, okay, we we're more consistent. I'm like, that's great. But at the end of the day, what you need to do is you need to get hot at the right time. You get hot yeah. at the very beginning of March. That's all that matters, right, uh, yeah. until the very end of it. We've seen it with, you know, with Villanova last year where they, went, you know, Michigan caught fire, had some lucky breaks fall their way. You know, Loyola all of a sudden for whatever reason they were there so obviously it's about it's about how you finish it's not how you start right so it's something i'm very we'll do we're gonna do a whole march madness bracketology episode coming up here in the next couple weeks so please keep an eye out for that Mm -hmm. um all right let's shift now usually we do this at the end of the show but because kyle is here we're gonna move it up to the forefront um The Merc Zone Mock Draft Corner, the third edition, I might add. So we're going to hit, once again, if you guys don't know, first off, please go back and listen to episode, I think it's 12 and 13, respectively, that have been the debuts of the Merc Zone Draft Corner. If you haven't listened to those already, please go back in our archives and do so. Um, But basically, once again, the rundown, Mike's going to find a mock draft. He's going to give me and Kyle the top five picks, uh, the Lions picks for the first, second, and third round, and then anybody else maybe that he's noticed um that are on the draft boards that maybe are falling or went a little bit early yeah. depending on the scenarios we're going to try to not give me a heart attack the best possible but here and we go if,
1: i'm going to try to give kyle a heart attack
2: but i don't know it's a lot harder to give kyle's, kyle a kyle's younger than me though so yes, i think, uh, I think he's, he's a little healthier than but I, I am i do eat a lot of McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, yes so, so maybe i can get you this time there we go
0: all right mike first off all right. do we know who, whose mock draft is this do we know who this uh, is? No, but
1: I'm using the Walter Football Walter updated football. one. Okay. Uh, it was updated 227.
0: 227. Okay, cool. So it was updated so about, about a th- week ago. Yeah,
1: three four days ago. Okay. Like. So and this one does have trades involved. Okay. So um, do we
0: see compensation or all, or just just the just the swapping? Just no, so we're, we're just
1: seeing swapping. Okay, okay. Um, it gives kind of like a maybe, but I'm just gonna say they swap. All right. For, for cool. how it okay sets right now. So right now the number one pick, Arizona Cardinals, keep their number one pick. Yep. And they will pick. Nick Bosa, defense and Ohio State. Now,
0: we're going to go in this, into into a lot of yes. depth this next week, um, especially on our combine portion of the episode. But there's been a lot of rumors, obviously, that Kyler Murray is probably going to go to Arizona now. Yeah. They're going to completely flip the script. But if they don't, and that's just a big smokescreen, first off, good on them for, for getting everybody convinced. But yes. some people are saying it's a 50-50 shot. But if they do take Nick Bosa, I think, along with Chandler Jones, mm-hmm. Robert and Kim Diche in the middle, that's a, that's a hell of a pairing right yeah. there. So I can't. And it'll I know probably be, when this not, updates next week it'll, it'll probably, probably be Kyler. Something. But either way, mm-hmm. as
1: of this moment, right? Let's just say yeah. sure. Why not? But, so yeah. the number two pick, we're actually going to see a trade happen here. Okay. We're going to see the New York Giants trade up to number two, and Haskins? 49ers are just going to go down, yeah. and they're going to pick Dwayne Haskins on Ohio State number two. Wow.
3: Okay.
0: So they don't even go Kyler there. They think <laughs> nope. Wow. Okay. That's, that's so they
1: they really want Dwayne Haskins here. <laughs> he looked good. He looked good at the combine. So Man, can't th- wait for next week. Now number three. New York Jets keep their pick and mm-hmm. they're picking Josh Allen, yeah. linebacker out of Kentucky. Yeah, that's that's been a that's pretty right, consistent. That's yeah, awesome.
0: that's, um, I'm I'm not necessarily because especially because they've they've taken so many defensive linemen in the past couple years, uh, that Williams from Alabama is still there, so it doesn't shock
1: mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Now this one this one might be the shock of this whole draft okay. year. Okay, number four, Oakland Raiders keep their pick and they pick Kyler Murray, quarterback. Really? Otto okay.
0: Right. Well, there's been some rumors, right, that they're shopping Derek Carr. The combine, like we said, is going on as of this recording. I think it finishes up, actually, when this episode drops. But uh, there, there's been some talk that they are shopping Derek Carr. Yes. Two things that I have a problem with that, though. Number one is you don't you don't run an offense necessarily that benefits Kyler's nope. skill. I mean, you won a championship with Brad Johnson, John Gruden did, as yes. your quarterback. That, there's no mobility there. Number two, I think that while you do have weapons in Tampa Bay – no one's going to take Derek Carr's contract right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's, it's a very yeah. similar situation to Matt Stafford's. A lot of Detroit fans want Stafford gone, which is stupid, but we'll get into that. Um, you, you're not going to take a contract on a guy who had a down year, who played for a crappy team, yeah. who is you know, making $25, $26 million right yeah, now. It says if right they can, there. wow. But mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what you'd have yeah. to give up in order to get rid of Derek Carr. You're not getting a ton back. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it says Gruden was very frustrated, like visibly, with Derek right. Carr. So there's a chance that he could get rid of. I don't. Kyler. I wouldn't
0: be surprised Which, to see him get traded, but I'd be very interested to, to see where they go. And I honestly, if, if that's a weird one to me, that they, they Kyler of all people, but Gruden may fall in
1: Here's another interesting one. Mm-hmm. So now we have another trade. There's a lot of trades in the open. Oh my goodness, show. apparently, Washington Redskins trade up to, to number get, five. To go get Drew Lock. To get Daniel Jones what? out of Duke. <laughs> No way! Seriously? Yep. Wow! Not even.
0: Wow, that's weird to me. I I would assume Drew Locke is probably the consensus number three quarterback in the. I crop. would assume
1: so too, but I could see that if they watch the combine, there's something like particularly you like in Daniel right. Jones, maybe.
0: Maybe because if he fits that Alex Smith mold more than I think Drew Locke does, Drew Lock is more of the strong arm, exactly. less accuracy. Yeah. Daniel Jones, not as strong arm. But I think, honestly, Washington, I think they can maybe even trade down. And if they really fall in love with that kind of quarterback, go get Ryan Finley from, from NC State. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like you don't need to make that kind of a move because I don't think anybody ahead of you is going to take Daniel Jones unless Cincinnati does something weird, or Miami. Uh,
1: how do you feel about any of these? Any of these shocking you so far?
2: Uh, I I was I, I don't know like Ty maybe I thought Kyler Murray would go first I don't know that that'd be kind of a battle with Josh Rosen but otherwise so I'm gonna get rid of Josh Rosen yeah. that
0: that whole situation we're gonna cover in yeah. great detail you know coming up here because that's that's something that I'm super okay give me what we at, number five yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah so that was number five so okay. Niners take Quinton Williams at number six off the trade I'll wow, talk
0: about great value there yeah, exactly
1: now Jeez. in a situation where number six. And your and Quentin Williams still on the board. Do you like him enough to try to go get him or not? No, no, because he,
0: the problem is, is that I don't. I think defensive line, right? Because he's a defensive line. He's not a defensive end, right? He's yeah, a defensive line. He's D tackle. I think you yeah. have enough depth there with. You just re-signed who's who plays DN. But I mean, Hand can go inside. Aishon's still there. You have snacks. You have pieces there that I don't think that is your not your number one need mm-hmm. there. And I think you can get value at number eight. Um, I'm hoping you're going to tell me they're going to trade down, but i have a feeling you're not. They're number not. Eight. They're not they're keeping down. Keeping this number eight, eight pick. I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think he's good. I something I don't think he's good. I don't think that based off of needs that that's where they go.
1: So number eight. Let me just ask, where do you think they go? At number eight, after hearing these first picks, where do you think they go?
0: Where do I think they go? Like what
1: position wise do you think they're going to go here? I
0: think they could go defensive end still. I okay. think Farrell's probably still on the board. Yes, I think they yes. could go linebacker still okay. with Devin White at LSU, which mm-hmm. I hope they don't. Um, I think they could go Ed Oliver at mm-hmm. still because he's you know he could play both positions. I'm going to say Ed Oliver is the pick. Okay, number eight.
1: Detroit Lions pick Devin White linebacker. <laughs> I'll ask <you>. Of course, <laughs> of course, the one guy with like, no, nah, I don't want them to yep, do that. Literally, like, as he said that, I smile. I go, oh, oh, I oh lord. All right, tell me then. Okay, so they say the Lions have one of the worst linebacking corps in the NFL. They can't cover anyone in the middle of the field, so this would <laughs> add help to the middle of the field to cover. But
0: Devin White is is. Is almost the same linebacker as Jared Davis. The professional comparison between the two is Jared Davis for Devin White. So not I, here's the thing: if you're gonna if you're gonna tell me right now that either Jared Davis's responsibilities are going to be to blitz a ton, yeah. right, and Devin White's gonna be able to cover, unless you're gonna switch and you're gonna start running a uh, with a four linebacking core, which he didn't really do. I don't understand that. I don't, I, really, I don't really understand that. You sign, I mean, even if Christian Jones is a cap casualty, Christian Jones didn't do bad in coverage last year. Kennard's your Jack linebacker that's blitzing off the edge. I don't see that fit. I, yeah. I understand that they may need linebacker depth help. Don't, no, I'm not arguing that point. But to take a linebacker this high, you better hope then that he better be a stud. Because yeah. you're not picking at 20 now. You're picking at 8. And at number 8 overall, he better be... The second coming to Ray Lewis at that point. I'm going to be honest with you. Yep. amount of holes that this team has. Yep. That means you told me that they signed a receiver, probably two tight ends, and a defensive end in free agency with that yep. pick. Scary. Absolutely scary. It's so, all so heated, to- it and we're a month <laughs> away from the draft. Jeez. So,
1: to round out the first round, the Packers pick Rashad Gary at number 12. He fell at 12? Look, yep. That's my question. And then number 28, the Bulls. Chargers take Devin Bush, linebacker out of Michigan. Okay. So, okay. that's to round out the first round. With some okay. Big- all right, give me the games. second. Give me the second so, round for the Lions. So
0: I'm, I'm very interested to see where they go now. If they yeah. essentially went linebacker. So linebacker.
1: just to keep it going, the yeah. Buffalo Bills take Marquise Brown on Oklahoma right before we pick. Okay, so he's off the board. So where do you think, think the Lions go? go? you corner? think they go corner? Mm-hmm. Detroit Lions take Amani. Rough last name, cornerback out of Penn State. Okay, yeah. So that guy we all we've know. Been yeah, we all about, know. Yeah, the guy we we've been talking know. about before. Yeah, okay, doesn't surprise
0: play. me big body guy. What is he? Six two. Yeah, he
1: is. No, he is six one two zero three. Six one with right. a lot of quickness. Yeah, yeah. So
0: doesn't, that. that doesn't last shock guy that me. Drafted
2: wasn't fast at all. Kind of disappointing. Yeah, mm, we don't talk about that yeah. yet. <laughs> <laughs> They're
0: looking big things out of Tease. All right, yeah. well, we could all be proven wrong here. Year I, from now, Tease has six picks, and we're all like, damn. So, all right, give me round three. He's the next coming of Darius Slay, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> only. Can only hope. Can only hope. Let's, but I, that doesn't shock me as a guy. He's been penciled in the second round. Yep. Can you tell me uh, where the guy from Ohio State who ran that 4-3, where he ran? Or where he went. Did he go first round Does or did he, he go second round? Wait,
1: which, who are we talking wait, about? I'm talking about the, Paris Campbell.
0: Yeah, Paris Campbell. Yeah, where did he go?
1: I can go through this draft and find it for you if you okay. like in a minute. But I'm, I'm pulling up the, the third team. round. Also,
0: where did Metcalf go? I'm sure he went in the first round, right? Where would he go? Baltimore? You're it's asking insane. a lot of questions. Give me, give off. me Metcalf. Metcalf. Uh, he
1: actually went. Oh, this is awesome! I just found it. He went to the Patriots at 32. <laughs>
0: of course he
1: did. <laughs> and he's it's, an all-star.
0: He's a he's an all-pro. he yeah. got th- <laughs> might as well pencil him in for three championships. <laughs> as you <laughs> said, me twice, and I literally switch yep. over. And he was like, "Oh, here we go." <laughs> okay, sounds good. All right, <laughs> all right. I'm, me, I'm gonna just, give you that third round. pick. Give please. me Lions third round pick. We'll talk. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> of course, that's where he goes.
1: All right, uh, the um, Lions pick.
0: A wide receiver, okay. out of
1: Georgia, Nicole Hardman.
0: Okay, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't necessarily surprise me. There, he's I mean, what is he five ten? Yep, five ten. Yeah, five <laughs> ten. Yeah,
1: so he's your I, I, he's your golden tape replacement. Yeah, right,
0: and that's why that's where Paris Campbell was because Paris Campbell similar size but blazing speed, right to run across. all three Ohio State wide receivers had a hell of a pro or had a hell of a combine. All ran unofficial sub four threes. I think one guy ran a four four one, but. Um, I thought, I think Paris Campbell is in the mix there at that second, third round. He probably yeah. helped himself into the second round, high seconds probably, with, the, with that yeah. performance he had at the combine. I'm looking, um, um, but it wouldn't surprise me. Paris
1: is, Campbell, if you want to know, goes yeah. 37
0: to the Niners. Right, in the See, exactly. So he's right before our pick. Yeah. I'm, he's going to go high. They need weapons for Garoppolo. They're probably going to cut Garcon this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Kittle already, right? um there uh, there's been no rumors of them trying to get antonio brown but it wouldn't shock me if they went and got antonio brown they have jerick mckinnon there's a lot of speed Mm -hmm. on that team especially offensively um that doesn't that doesn't make me upset that that pick there at at third round if you can get if you can get a starter in the third round like they did with galladay where he's going to fit that slot role but what this draft or what this draft told tells me is two things number one they signed trey flowers in free agency yeah that's the first thing that jumps off the page for me second thing that this tells me is that they probably also went and got a tight end Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's Charles Clay if it's Dwayne Allen if it's Jack Doyle if it's who it could be a mixture of all two maybe it could be all three they signed all the tight ends we signed all the linebackers last year in free agency so we'll sign all the tight ends this year um, those are the two major things that that tells me. It also tells me that they, they probably missed on the corner that they wanted in free agency, yeah. so they addressed it in the second round and are hoping to slot him in. That probably also means that that Nevin Lawson is probably getting cut at that level. <laughs> but, uh, either that or it's, it's him and Tease are fighting over that third cornerback spot because yeah. you have probably the two safeties. And maybe it maybe the means to that they went safety and they went and got a landing Collins or yeah. somebody well, like actually, that.
1: Well, actually, look at this. In the fifth round, they go yeah. Mike Bell, a safety
0: yeah, fifth round though. That's to
1: me where You're not that, tells, that
0: tells me special teams development into starter. That's yes. what that's what tells me. So I'm thinking long term. But okay, honestly, I'm not upset with that. The Devin White thing, I'm still uh, about, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how these mock drafts kind of develop mm-hmm. as the combine ends. We have pro days, all that kind of good stuff. Free agency start next week. Which, by the way, guys, uh, we had a quick hitter episode for NFL free agency dropping. Uh, later this week so keep it tuned probably about Wednesday or so we we'll be hitting that I think Kyle's gonna be sticking around for that as well um, but all right guys that's gonna be it for part one of this episode of the I'm always right sports podcast please stay tuned for a uh, quick commercial from our host Tracy St. James from travelmation.net she also makes the best Disney Mickey Mouse ears that you can find on her Etsy account talk Disney to me now let's hear from the brain Emily Merkel so she can tell us all about it we'll be right back Hey guys, I'm out of Michigan just reminding you once again that today's episode sponsor Tracy St. James at Travelmation.net. She is your number one hookup for your premier destination of Walt Disney World and Disney World vacations. Her and her family go every single year, even multiple times a year, so she knows the ins and outs of all the parks, all the best restaurants, all the best rides, and everything else that you could possibly imagine. Also, be sure to pick up a pair of your brand new sponsored Disney ears that she makes on her Etsy account. Talk Disney to me with the number two. You can find her about twenty bucks a pop. The best quality you can buy. We got a pair here, a uh, lions pair that Emily wears around the house all the time. She loves them. She can't get enough of them. Remember that's the travel. Travelmation.net, Tracy St. James at Travelmation.net, and Talk Disney to Me. Now here's part two of this week's episode. All right, welcome back to part two of this week's episode. We are now joined by the lovely, the brain, Emily Merkel. Emily, how are we doing today?
3: Great.
0: Fantastic. All All right, guys, we're going to jump right in now. Red Wings trade deadline. The Wings made some moves. Before we really jump into our opinions or the state of the Wings or anything else like that, let's just go over what they did. Kind of had a busy trade deadline. Um, A couple trades that went through. The biggest one, obviously, the Wings trade Gustav Nyquist to the San Jose Sharks for a 2019 second-round pick. And a conditional 2020 third-round where if San Jose makes the finals this year it turns into a second round pick so possibly two second rounders for Nyquist he was you know he's making about six million dollars a year they probably aren't going to be able to resign him or extend him um I know some Wings fans were bummed he was their second uh highest point total on the team so you're definitely gonna be missing some of his offense but at the same time it's not like you're gonna lose or win more just based off of Gustav. So, you know, wish you best of luck in your future endeavors, as Vince <laughs> McMahon would like to say. And then, obviously, the other one, uh, the Red Wings trade Nick Jensen and a 2019 fifth-round pick for Madison Bowie and a 2020 second-round pick. Now, obviously, the Wings are trading, you know, that fifth-round pick this year to get a higher pick next year, you know, which is something that I can always kind of subscribe to. And then you get a player, in Madison Bowie, who is a big kid, hasn't been able to see a lot of ice time um is gonna probably be looking here to probably to develop a little bit and and basically just give this kid a shot and nick jensen obviously was on an expiring deal who then basically signed an extension with i think the capitals to basically for a four-year deal around 10 million dollars so Good for Nick Jensen. Uh, I think it's a great trade for the Wings. You basically got a couple second-round picks and a third-round pick for two guys and a fifth that weren't going to be on the team probably going forward. Mm -hmm. He didn't have the money, nor did you really want to invest the kind of resources that you wanted to or needed to to kind of keep these guys around. Um, Just thoughts on their moves. Do we like the fact that, once again, we're trading off basically any type of asset that we have right now to accumulate picks? They brought up Sedina earlier last week um just to kind of really set yourself up and really embrace the suck i guess is the best way of putting that to and to really get ready for this rebuild and try to do it the right way you know what i mean do we do we think that that's the i mean just give me your overall thoughts on the trades do we like the fact that nyquist has gone he's a fan favorite um any anything really that you kind of took away from the trade deadline
1: yeah i i like the trade deadline i mean it's always nice getting rid of players to accumulate picks mm-hmm. because in the long term as we've seen like baseball, it works often. Right. Um. It, when you get those picks and you can start developing those younger players, yep. then you can have more of a future than trying to trade for... See, I always we always look at it as if you trade for talent now that you know is good now, right. then you can just win now. But in the sense that like you want to just rebuild, and you want to get all these young guys. Because you have more young guys than you do veterans, really, now. Right. So trying to get these picks, right. trying to start developing these players right. in, like, two years. Yeah, you're looking stock at, up, basically. Yeah, right? you're, yeah. So you, can, you can almost do, like, a Golden State Warrior thing mm-hmm. in basketball where you get all these young guys in the draft and stuff. And then in a year or two, they build up to be one of the better teams absolutely. in the NBA. You can do that for hockey where you get all these guys. You can build them up and maybe make a contending, make a run.
0: Right, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, same question, right? Thoughts on the Wings moves? I know we actually went to a game last week, last Friday, I think, where mm-hmm. we they announced the Nick Jensen trade. It turns out that was one of the last games that Nyquist was going to play in a Red Wings uniform. Mm-hmm. But just tell me what are your thoughts are. Are you happy the fact that we're accumulating these draft picks and really embracing this rebuild and trying to – move it forward as quickly as possible mm-hmm. by, by getting and not settling for lower draft picks and getting really good value for some of these guys.
3: I I think it's a good move at the end of the day. I mean, mm-hmm. like, we have... You just run into this issue like, okay, so we have some good pieces. We're not performing well. We're not getting what we want out of them. So mm-hmm. in order to bring the Red Wings up to any semblance of... You know, mm-hmm. actually earn, earning the name of being the team in Hockey Town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think yeah, that. right. Well, that's. that's <laughs> I think that right. maybe, and but we've talked about it before on the show. There, is, there is some concern that maybe the team isn't developing young players as much as it should. Mm-hmm. So maybe by getting some of this younger talent on the team, they they might have. It's almost like a no choice. Like you can't, you can't count on some of the older, right. more veteran talent. Right. So hopefully, we'll see some good growth there. It's kind of a toss up. Young mm-hmm. talent can be great, but if you don't hone it, then... Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad, go
0: Here's it? the thing. I'm glad that Holland is embracing this and they're not trying to somehow leg out a couple more years of average hockey, right? Right. And there, there's there been talks that there's probably going to be an extension for Jeff Blaschel, right? We've talked about how we may not be necessarily in favor of that. Um, just, it, I, I can appreciate the fact that Holland is... They're taking whatever assets they can, and they're flipping. Like Thomas Vanek last year, they were able to flip for a third-round pick. They brought him back. They tried trading him again this year even. You know, They're flipping guys that they're signing to short-term deals that are playing well for them in order to kind of accelerate this rebuild and say, okay, I know we're not going to have you long-term, but that's okay. We're going to keep you here. You're going to play, do your thing, and we're going to ship you off to a contender so we can get that the more valuable asset, which is the pick, mm-hmm. right, at this point. So I think that the Wings are doing a heck of a job as far as not only accelerating but getting quality players or getting quality picks for players that – we know won't be here after next season. They know they won't be here long term. They're not part of this overarching rebuild process. It's more simply a means to an end. They're coming here, they're going to sign here knowing, okay, but we're going to do our best possible way to get you to a contender. Like San Jose is a contender, right? Nyquist is going to be on the third line for them, for goodness sakes. So it's not yeah. even like he's going to be a starter for them. So being able to get that kind of value, the same thing they got for Tatar last year, it's it's getting high picks. It's getting picks. You know, just more throws at that dartboard, mm-hmm. which I think is is extremely crucial. Um, give me a time limit, though, on the on this rebuild. Right, they're they're kind of they've done some great things as far as accumulating some of these draft picks. I think they hit on Zadina. I think he's going to be a stud. Um, you've got see You've got Larkin, who's playing well. You've got individual pieces that I think most people can say they would like. Give me a timeline: three years. Five years, 27 years, you know, 56 years for the <laughs> Lions, whatever it is. Well, you know what well, I mean? that was a shot. <laughs> well, they're my team. I can do it. But um, just give me give me just a number, like anything, and, tell, yeah. and give me some logic behind it. Is it three years? Is it five years? Is it like a Tigers thing? Okay. How long splashed
1: with a coach for? <sighs> uh,
0: at least... I'd say at least another probably two more seasons. Okay, probably next year and then the year give after that. Me, give me lie, four I so.
1: years and this team will be a contender.
0: Four years. Yeah. Okay. I actually like that. How you kind of thought that in there. So
1: I. I well, I'm just gonna assume. Blashell, I think, will do a decent job to start developing some of these players. Mm-hmm. He's been doing that actually decently well, I would right. say. I think it's more of the coaching ability of the players on the ice is where he runs into the problem. Yeah. So, if he can develop some of these players, and then they move away from him, and then they get a guy who's better with the on-ice, mm-hmm. like actually coaching the game of hockey, yeah. then I think show is at it. Then maybe that's when you can start making the run with the developed players that right. um, Blashell made. Yeah. The next coach that comes in could then take that team and really run the
0: it. I liken it. I liking the way you're saying it's similar to what the Pistons did, right? Where yes. you had, you know, um, what, what's this? Van name? Gundy? No, not Van Gundy. No, before that. Well, they had Rick Carlisle, yeah. right? Oh, right? And Rick Carlisle developed, they got some of these guys in, right, and really developed that team and brought the team where that needed to be. And then they brought in Larry Brown at the very end mm-hmm. there. To get them over the hump, hump. Exactly. exactly, into that championship. Which so I, I think maybe
1: the Lions might have done here with Jim Caldwell. Maybe he was there right. to start building to the thing. To get it there, and, and then okay, Patricia's there, there to take it to
0: another that's level. That's what you're hoping
1: for. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: That's a great comparison. M, same question. What, what? Give me a timeline on this rebuild. What Mike's saying four years. I don't think that's necessarily... Wrong. I think that's probably pretty close to where I think their timeline probably is. Yeah. You know, to give Ivesham a couple of years if he does come in after this season. Uh, give me, give me a number. Just yeah. What are you thinking? Five, ten? I know. I was you're gonna not say
3: through... my gut reaction was five. I don't know why. I was like, I don't think it'll take ten years. That ten years is a long. Yeah. Time, but my gut instinct was five. Ten
0: years means they tried and it failed and they got to do it again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. So five years. Yeah, <laughs> right. Five years. Yeah. halfway Yeah. Think it. About five years, about as long as it takes you to get through college, get through high school, do that sort of thing. Get a yeah. together. Yeah. Train them right. all up. Train yeah, them all right. up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Five I mean, years
0: from now, we'll be talking about we did it, guys. Remember, when we were talking about at the beginning of the show how the wings were terrible, and now look, it we're Stanley Cup runner ups.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean I, I mean, I think if things fall into place, I think within like four to five years, I think three is pushing it. A little yes. early. A little yeah. early. Yeah. But I think four to five years is probably good. Right. I'm kind of, I'm I'm a good five. Agreeing. I'm about five. I think five. if they can't get we'll it talk together, five years we okay I think if they four can't years, get it together
0: within it. that kind of time frame is where you're gonna see, okay, clearly they missed on some picks, right? And that's yeah. kinda of where you're gonna see like, uh oh, we're maybe in mm-hmm. a problem. But it'll be interesting to see who they draft this year, kinda of see where we're gonna be and kind of these young stars that we can kinda of see coming forward. Okay. Let's shift now from the ice, let's shift now to the baseball diamond. Bryce Harper Finally, signs. It's about time, so I can stop talking about this dude. It's about time. Um,. He signs with the Philadelphia Phillies, the guy, that, the team that everyone kind of thought he was going to sign with to begin with, and he winds up signing with them. So chose that's a lot of a lot of build up for nothing. But um, you no, know, good for him. You know, thirteen years, three hundred thirty million dollars, a full no trade clause in there, no opt outs anywhere. So he's a Philadelphia Philly, folks, whether you like it or not. And he's probably going to be there for for quite a while. He's probably going to end his career there. But um, thoughts on the signing, Philadelphia? Now, I mean, let, I just kind of want to go. Over here, their batting lineup. It, it, or some of the pieces that they did. They signed Andrew McCutcheon, right? An aging yeah. guy who mm-hmm. was a star for Pittsburgh for so many years. Uh, they traded for JT Realmudo. Uh, they also have John Segura there who hit 304. Uh, Riz Hoskins, their first baseman, who hit 34 homers last year. And Adubal Pereira who hit 22 homers last year. So, and adding Bryce Harper now into that slot, the second, third bat in that lineup, you have now tons of pieces on that Phillies team right now right mm-hmm. the pitching for me is where I'm like okay that's going to be okay but yeah. I think the Phillies are trying to keep pace with the Braves in a lot of sense um, I think they're trying to keep pace with you know with like with Boston and with the Yankees as far as being able to you have a lot of young guys and you have a lot of pieces there that all, are all pretty much excelling under the radar right like some of these guys right like Hoskins and Herrera No one knows who these guys are, you know what I mean, unless you're in Philadelphia, right, or you're a super hard baseball fan. So, But they're all putting up pretty good numbers, right? The Phillies are an example of a team that did the rebuild right. They won the World Series. They tore it down. They've been terrible for years, and now they're building it back up. They put in a guy like Bryce Harper. Tell me, does this make the Phillies a World Series favorite does this change how you feel about the Phillies going into the season? Or is it they have pieces, but it's not going to happen this year?
1: No, it won't happen this year. No, And I'm going to say that because in the NL, and I'm very certain yeah. almost about this, yeah. I think the Dodgers are going to win it. You think so? They're, they're finally going to do it. Yeah, huh? they're going to win the NL this year. Huh. And with my feeling on that, I don't think yeah. the Phillies will win it this year. Mm-hmm. Now, I think over time, now that you have someone like Bryce Harper, mm-hmm. you can start, you know, add pieces that help to that and maybe give it like a year or two mm-hmm. ish. Maybe next season you right. can add that. But I I am full confidence. I think this is a Dodgers year, hmm. and so I don't think the Phillies will do it. This well, year. that's
0: you know it's interesting that you say that because I know a lot of people just talking you know just kind of around the office and what have you at our at my actual job um, <laughs> where we talked about it. And Bryce Harper it, to me is a very interesting uh, mm-hmm. player because he hit he has. Solid numbers from a power standpoint. I think he yes. hit 34 home runs last year. Had 100 RBIs, right? But he, he hit 240 last year, mm-hmm. okay? Now, he's not – he has – I think he hit 300, I think, once, and that was his MVP season a couple years ago. He has never played a full season, right? But he's also probably the biggest name to be a free agent probably ever, mm-hmm. okay? it's a, He's a very interesting prospect. So if you're a Phillies fan, yes, you're excited – But, man, there's going to be some times where I think you're going to be really frustrated with a Bryce Harper going into this because I think what this free agency period has shown us is that there was truly some, I think, reservations by a lot of baseball clubs to not sign him, Mm -hmm. I think, due to his overall consistency Because at some point, the the thought is that the power might go away or something's going to dip, right? It's Mm -hmm. either his average is going to go up or his power is going to go down. So, for me... I think that the Phillies are thinking there's probably going to be a designated hitter at some point in the next 10 years and he's going to fill that slot at the tail end of his career to make him worth the $25 million a year that he's going to get paid. But tell me just what you're thinking on on and I guess I'll start with you on on Bryce Harper as a player and what he does for the Phillies. Does he take them to another level or is he is it a lot of f- like sizzle but not enough steak to Bryce Harper? is the best way of putting that. Wow. I don't know. That I think was, I thought that was a great analogy. She's, really, she's laughing. I, I really <laughs> had to think about that. Right? Exactly. Like, oh. you sound it, know, you smell it, right? Know. It smells so good, and then you chew it, and it's, oh, it's well done. It's gross. Oh, I'm so, well, so, so... As, as a, a person who that, accidentally...
3: Okay. Not accidentally. Yeah. Ordered their steak well done for a long time.
0: That's gross. You ruined it. it. Tastes like yeah. a shoe. What have you been doing?
3: Yeah, I mean...
0: Okay, we're going are run off topic. Tell me about Bryce Harper, not about steaks.
3: I think... I think, I think there's a little little meat to the guy. I, I, wow, I, little meat to the guy for playing. <laughs> that, <laughs> my friends, is the
0: very first shirt by the I'm Always Right Sports <laughs> Podcast. There's a little meat to the, the, the guy. guy. Yeah. All right, <laughs>
3: no, I, mean, I think.
0: I mean, he's a good player. Show.
3: They're playing. They're they're paying for him as yeah. a finance person. I was like, I mean, like somebody clearly thinks there's. Mike
0: said it too. I think it's what seventeen thousand dollars per bet. Yeah, seventeen like thousand
1: dollars in that bet or something like that.
3: Just, you know, casual, whatever. Not yeah, it's just, no, it's just only seventeen thousand. Like I don't know. what you're Every time you about. like do one thing. Imagine he a, paid seventeen yeah, thousand dollars. You can strike out. Yourself. But anyways, <laughs> I, I mean, uh, you know, I think I think he'll do well for the team. Mm-hmm. I think that the the question is: Is he going? Is, is there a complete enough team around him? And is he going to I do think, well enough to actually right. push this team into a okay. championship? But do I th- do I think he'll do good things for the team? Sure.
0: Yeah, right. And that's kind of why I brought up some of the guys that they signed. Like Real Muto was a hell of a catcher, right? They signed him. McCutcheon is at the tail of his career. Mm-hmm. Who is the, some of the power is gone, but. He's a hell of an athlete, right? Obviously, we know that he can play. Mm-hmm. I just, for me, it's more of the it's a consistency thing. And I honestly, for my money, there's got to be some analytics involved that tell me that Bryce Harper is is doing something for me. Mm-hmm. Is is his WAR has got to be ridiculous? Because like, I look at a guy like Mike Trout. I'd rather have Mike Trout. Oh, every day, every times day over seven times on Sunday over Bryce Harper yeah right? absolutely so I just I look at that and I just go man that that 240 is not good you know what no I mean? it's not good when you
1: literally walk that's a two out of 10 average right when you exactly. look at it and that yeah it's you're just like,
0: like oh man that's just not it's just not I good. mean
1: I would trust him like in the clutch like bottom of the ninth right you, know, you need yeah, that one maybe, hit yeah. maybe but like I'm not and that's what my problem with baseball is trying to sign these big guys. So when, that's why it took so long. And we talked about it before is you can't just put all your money in that one basket. Yep. You like you can't just be like oh, you know Bryce Harper will change this team. I don't think I don't think they'll go from eighty and eighty two to be able to beat you know the Nationals right. in their division. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if they get enough of a jump right to really get past some of these teams. Right. And I don't think that one player helps to beat the Dodgers. In right. The I, yeah. And that's just you know yeah.
0: like. But that's the point though, right? And that is the and it's funny the, the Phillies I think are one of the few teams this this offseason who basically said, we're kind of prepared to spend stupid money. Yes. Like we're going to be stupid about it. We're we're going to have we're going to invest in this team. We've been terrible for so long. You have some of these younger guys coming up. You've got pieces in place. I think your whole infield basically is pretty much stacked. So, you've got pieces in place now and Bryce Harper's kind of like your your massive $300 million cherry on top yeah. that you're going to hope that kind of takes you over the edge. I'd just be very interested to see the next three, four years is where you're going to get the most value out of this contract because once he hits 30, that's when you're either going to see him turn into a good, like, Victor Martinez was a very good baseball hitter. He didn't always hit for power, but he was a good hitter. There's mm-hmm. a difference. But but or you're gonna see a dramatic drop
1: off. and here's the thing, if I was Philly, I'd be very nervous because if this doesn't work, you're screwed for thirteen years. Yeah, right. You're because if minutes. you if right. he's not turned out to the guy that you need on that team, absolutely. you have him for so long that um you can't get anything else with his huge contract. Yep. And so you're just in the tanks for thirteen plus years then. Right, absolutely. that's a big risk there.
0: It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be fun to watch, obviously. I'm glad the Tigers didn't sign him. That amount of money is just No.
1: Especially not
0: now. No, like you're not it. we're not ready. That's the thing. So alright. <laughs> let's now we're gonna shift focus now from the baseball diamond to the squared circle. The biggest like the most uproar, the most uplifting story possible if you're not familiar roman reigns announced that he had leukemia or has leukemia okay it it was flaring up he had an episode i don't really know fully how leukemia works but we're gonna go with that but Mm -hmm. and and kind of and now it is in remission he came back on monday night this past week he's in remission he is back uh he's gonna be on tv probably tonight as of this recording um so the biggest question is you know first off How excited are you for him to be back? Right, knowing where he was, he was Universal Champion. He was the man. He's now back. He got a tremendous ovation on Raw last week. And I'll start with you because we watched it together. I mean, how excited are you for him to be back? Or I mean, or do you just kind of like, hey, he's back? Okay, cool.
3: I think. I mean, I think that with the fact that you know, wrestling has a Mm -hmm. fixed ending. I think there's a lot of it that can feel, and you know the feuds and all the stuff they generate mm-hmm. you can feel a little bit like i want to say hokey but some people it just doesn't bode well with them mm-hmm. but i think that when every now and then you get glimpses of these really like human elements of things like i mean yeah this, right. this guy had cancer thing. 11 years ago yeah. he got cancer again how long was he out like probably what He was only out a couple months But i mean you know he's like yeah he,
0: you realize you take you, you kind of forget in those moments right that they aren't they aren't real people, right? They're characters. Okay. They're okay. they're these you know, they're these superhero like people who go out every single night, three hundred days a year, and mm-hmm. bust their bodies up, you know, for our entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. And the most time we do is we spend time criticizing, you know, why this guy won and why that guy won. But to your point, M, is that when these kind of things happen, you realize that, oh my gosh, these are people. Yes. You know what I mean? That these are real people that, you know, like they have other crap going on. And so for mm-hmm. him to come out like that, I, I mean
3: I mean there's no there's no storyline there. There's mm-hmm. just yeah. like like a guy doing what he loves who like, you know Right and he wanted and to I mean, come back. And I mean and I mean like luckily them um, he probably has like a great staff of doctors. They caught it oh, coming back early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Hopefully he'll come back. I think it'll this is like an odd statement to make, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with Roman Reigns going forward. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see him back. People always boo Roman. That's, kind of, a that's thing. kind of my people thing. People don't right? really like, people, right. Roman was always like that one everyone liked to be annoyed about.
0: Because, but, but you gotta remember though, because that's you, the point. Yeah, because you, you felt like it doesn't it matter what happens with anybody else, they're gonna shoot him to the moon, right? Now yes. Mike, I'm gonna ask you a different question mm-hmm. because okay. I know you're, I know you're, you're happy that he's back, right? They need him back, really. <sighs> they, I mean, they do. They, he, they he, like he's Star-Ton. such a star, right? Whether you like him or you don't, he delivers. At the end of the day, he delivers. He delivers. Take the take the Triple H match at Mania out of the question for a second there. Most of the time, Roman Reigns delivers in big matches. Whether it's getting a match out of Brock, whether it's getting a match out of Braun Strowman, whether Taker. it's getting a match out of old ass Taker, can a match out of Lashley? Lashley sucks. I'm sorry, but he does. Okay, he's not. There's nothing fun about Bobby Lashley most times. Okay, he, he he's a power guy. He's an athletic freak, but he's boring. Okay, yes. that's why they have a four foot four dude talking for him because he can't talk. He's not entertaining to me. Point being.
1: Can't even say it. Huh? Yeah. You're right. right. <laughs> okay.
0: So but he gets a good match out of him, yes. right? He's had great matches with Rollins and Ambrose and Cena and every other person you can name. Is is this setting him up now for Roman to be the biggest star ever? Yes. Because no and one's this has never happened before.
1: No. And listen, after one thing, everyone went from booing him to getting the biggest cheer right. that we've heard in the last six years. Right. Anything he does now, mm-hmm. it's going to be like, they can't boo him anymore. Right. And it's, it's almost like they almost like, it's well, better to say did, they almost right? like played with you there Yeah, where it's like, you make like, there's no way you you'll be an awful person if you boo him. And they almost like fix that into you, even yeah. though it's a real life thing. Right. Now it's like, they almost fix you where it's like, if you boo him. You're booing a guy who had cancer. Like right. it's almost and like. And that's
0: the thing. And is he, yeah. he didn't have to come back. That's no. what people don't understand, too. Like, he's made tons of money. I mean, you're making millions of dollars when you're the top mm-hmm. guy. So for him to come back, when he wins the title again, yeah, it's gonna be bananas. bananas. It's gonna because be
1: it, he's gonna get a bigger reaction than when Ziggler won the title after right. catching it. Exactly. And that was craziness, crazy.
0: right? Especially, you know, and I think this gives WWE. A second chance with him, yes, because he he was going to be the biggest star no matter what. Not maybe the biggest star ever, not Cena level, right? But he yeah. was going to be the new Cena of this era, right, mm-hmm. for the next five seven years. But now that he is back, right, even if he doesn't work as, as full of schedule going forward as he gets older, you know, obviously those treatments have to take a ton out of your on your body, yeah. right? He looked great, obviously coming back. But the point being, Roman now has an opportunity to be uh, the biggest baby face. Ever, ever. Ever, right? Ever. And it's going to be one of those things where it's like, how how do you not, right? It, yeah. It's one of those things to where even if he he could lose the next 100 matches, it wouldn't matter. He could win the title the next day, and, he, and it would be fine, yeah. right? I just – it's so amazing that WWE has a second chance now to just let them support him organically. Mm-hmm. There doesn't need to be this, well, we need to anoint him out of the shield as our guy – Because he's the Rock's cousin, right? Or because of whatever reason, he's huge. He's got a great look. What have you? Mm -hmm. It gives the fans the opportunity now to do it for them, just to say we—he's our guy now. I would say he's not your guy; he's our guy.
1: Going back, I think they really missed a chance here with the Dean Ambrose turn because I think doing it on the day that he announced it was huge. Mm -hmm. But if you. Say they do an angle where they team back up, yeah. and that he does it on Reigns after he wins the title or something, mm-hmm. and say he screws him out of the title or something. Yeah, he will be the like whoever does it. Like Ambrose will be the biggest heel Ever. in the world because right. you're going against the biggest babyface. Right. I think yeah. they kind of missed that. Yeah. They didn't know it was going to be that big probably at the time. Right, but they
0: really just like I think Ambrose can stick around too. Just a little off too. topic, I think that he's going to wind
1: up staying. Now. Yeah. I that's think that's I, I, I called that. or yeah. I, I kind yeah. of think he's going to stay around. Yeah, I just
3: it was interesting that he didn't come out. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, right. just Rollins came out. Yeah, right just after. Rollins came out. Yeah.
1: So I think that yeah But at it, the end of the night, Roman and Rollins both came out to help him when he was getting attacked. Exactly. So they're really sitting with that. I think the I think the heel turn failed, which yes. is why they need to go back. You but know they're I mean? gonna go back and then they're gonna try it again, but this time it's gonna like Reigns is gonna win it and then he's gonna win like money in the bank or something. Right. Cash in yeah. and like totally turn on him. And he's gonna be the biggest, like most hated guy in the I think they could do it.
0: I think they honestly could do it too with Rollins, with Rollins beating Lesnar. Right? And then Rain stealing that spotlight from Seth. It's a very simple, gradual, like really elongated turn where it's like. Kinda I, I liken it to the Mega Powers, right? Mm-hmm. Savage wins the title at WrestleMania four, and then you go in and now Hogan okay, well Hogan you know, you're now okay now we're gonna team up, we're gonna be the mega powers. Oh well you touched Elizabeth and you had to touch her and you had yeah. to do this and all this other stuff. You had to take what was mine, you couldn't let me have the spotlight. It had to always be about there's so many avenues yeah, of things this, you can. And it do makes now.
1: it feel more organic. Yes. And it's not exactly. like it's not like Dean Ambrose turn, okay. Like, you're making it like right. Roman wants the title. Mm-hmm. You can yes. make you can base off the title, which makes a universal title look so much better. Yes, you, exactly. Like, you have so much it, more organic that makes it feel... Honestly, it doesn't
0: have to be about the title. It can just be every time Roman goes out there, he gets a big, massive pop. Yeah. And then Seth goes out there and he gets a pop, but not, not as, as big. big, right? It's the little things, mm-hmm. right? Where Rollins does something, okay, but they, all they're cheering for is Reigns. We want Reigns. We want Reigns. Yeah. It's, the, it's the little seeds that you can really develop and really... Just kind of see it organically grow. And like you said, let the fans dictate it, yeah. right? And just kind of just let it breathe. Not everything's got to be, we got to set some up for this month, and then next month, and then the month after that's, that. Just it, let that's it breathe. that's why
1: NXT, that's why the Gargano Championship has yes. really taken off. Everything just felt we're going to keep turns on him. That everything that's happened, it's like, that makes sense, right? And when that whole storyline happens, and right. someone turns, it will make sense.
0: I'm very, very interested to see what's going to happen going forward. Like I said, I, I don't. I, they just got to be very careful because if you give them, if you, if you strap the rocket to Reigns again, I think you're going to kill him because yes. you can't just let him be. Because no. if you let Roman just do, the, he doesn't need to go through everybody. Yes. in order to be the top guy. No,
1: Rollins needs to win the title and hold it for a while, and exactly. Reigns needs to be that backup guy exactly. for a little bit Exactly.
0: He needs to be the supporting role on the, until finally there's a boiling point, right? They just need to go back and watch WrestleMania from between four to five and redo that whole storyline. Instead of Macho Man, it's Rollins. Instead of Hogan, it's Reigns. Just yeah. do and that, and everybody will be happy. Yeah. I'll, that's all you got to do. It's not that hard. You did the blueprint 20 years ago, for goodness sakes. Yes. Okay, guys, that's going to be it for episode 14 of the I'm Always Right Sports podcast. Once gonna, again, I, can't, I, can't, I, I know I can't. we have too many fingers, for goodness oh, sakes. <laughs> for the Mark Zone, for the brain, I'm the mouth of Michigan Ramadega, and we will see you guys as always. Next week.